what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. to be joined by Lane Hardy, the 2019 American Idol winner. We're so happy to have you with us for Nashville Insider. What's going on? Thank you for having me. I'm just uh, out in Nashville now, actually. I know. Okay, so you just moved to Nashville. I saw you just posted that you just arrived. Um, Are you living here permanently now? What's your situation? Because you came from Louisiana, and now you're a Nashville resident? Well, I'm I'm not living here yet. But eventually I will. With all this corona stuff going on, I've just been back and forth weeks at a time coming to do media, promo, videos, and planning next year out. So I was watching your audition tape, and I have to say, I feel like you got one of those dream audition tapes where you roll up, and they loved your story to begin with because you were a country boy talking about alligators. Katy Perry had on some alligator earrings. And you were talking about how you like have gotten super close to alligators, maybe even hunted a few a couple times. And Luke, you could tell Luke was loving you from the start. And he was like, please, God, let him sing. Please let him be able to sing. And then you sang. And I feel like everyone was floored. And that does not happen a lot of the times. Like a lot of times people go on American Idol and it's 100% the opposite reaction. So did you feel like you were sort of blessed from the start? What did that feel like to have the judges love you from the beginning? Well, that um, first time I went on there, 
my mom one day she asked me when I got back home from school. I was in I was a junior in high school at the time, and she asked me. She's like, "What do you think about going try out for American Idol or something?" Because she's heard me sing a few times. I, I wasn't singing like like full songs. I was just playing around. She's like, "Go try it out." I was like, ah, I don't know, Mama. I don't know about that. And then I said, all right, I'll do it. So when I went um, in front of the judges, and they um, they told me all their opinions about my voice and me, it just kind of raised my confidence that I have that I have for my voice. So it just raised my confidence level. And, I mean, yes, I'm very blessed that that happened, you know. Were you already a pretty confident person going into this? Uh, I wasn't. Like, I mean, I'm more of like a introverted person, and I, I mean, I'm very shy. Soft. You are. I'm. I mean, I, I still am. I, I like that part. I like that part of me, and uh, I mean, it's. Tell me what you like about being shy and soft-spoken, because I agree. I think that's a special trait. Well. The good thing about it is being shy and soft-spoken, shy people don't talk a lot, and that gives you time and space to listen to what other people have to say. And you just take notes and observe everything around you that goes on. And you just learn a lot from not talking all the time, you know what I mean? And that's just how I am. I don't talk much, but um, I, like, I like to listen a lot. So. Where do you think that developed from? What made you be such a um, an aware person from such a young age? Like, where did you gather that sense of listening first instead of talking? Probably from how I was raised. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Well, my dad just taught me a lot of things, and he's um, – Everything he, he's told me, I, I just kept in mind. What are some of the lessons he told you? Um, well, he told me just listen. Just always listen to what somebody says. Um, just if you have your opinion for something, just keep it to yourself um, until they, whatever, like they tell you theirs, you know. But it's, it's like really, it's really cool if you ask me. I mean, I don't want to change that about myself. I think it's helpful. It's got me where I am. So I saw that you said before you auditioned for American Idol, your, your mom didn't really even know that. Well, you, you were definitely a singer because you and your brother were playing bars when you were like six years old, right? Weren't you like playing shows with your brother? Oh, what did you say you cut out? I'm sorry. Weren't us? Weren't you like playing bars and shows with your brother when you were six years old? Uh, no, no, ma'am. I started. <laughs> hey, can you shut the door, Nate? Can you shut the door? Yeah. I'm sorry. There's That's wooden okay. floors in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I start. I got my first guitar when I was six. Um, and then at seven years old. I started taking guitar lessons from a local guy in Livingston. And then I took guitar lessons from seven years old to 13. 
and then I stopped taking lessons and started singing around 14 years old. But I wasn't like fully singing. I was a little shy to do that. But me, my brother, my cousin, my other cousin, we all just made a band together. And we played locally at like restaurants, bars, festivals and stuff. But I wasn't normally the one that sang a lot. I was always playing lead guitar. I was just doing solos all the time. Why weren't you the one that sang? Because I also saw that you started singing because you would get on your four-wheeler and go out into the woods and then just practice singing by yourself out there. Like, I guess in the privacy of the woods. That's kind of amazing just to have them as your audience. But why did you not debut your voice in this band that you're forming with your brother and cousins for a while were you what what made you finally want to share it well i was a little i was a little like iffy about it i wasn't confident about it you know and um once once i like sang to the judges it like kind of gave me a little bit more of a sense of confidence for my voice and was that just, one of the first times that you sang as a lead singer? Uh, I've, I don't think so. I, I mean, I sang a couple times at like a show or something, but it was like a, a bar or something. It was like loud. Everybody was loud, so you couldn't really. So you yeah. debuting on American Idol was one of the first moments there where you were stepping into this role as Lane Hardy, the singer, the artist, all by yourself. You're not in a band with your family. You're not playing an instrument. I mean, you're playing guitar, but you're not solely playing an instrument. You, like, were stepping out. I mean, that is a huge stage to, like, start on. Oh, my gosh. Were you freaking out? Like, you're now you're performing in front of some of the biggest singers in the world, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan is your judges. Obviously, Bobby Bones is there, too, who's a huge radio personality. Um, Ryan Seacrest. So these are who you start for. And now you're being sh all over millions of people on TV are watching you. Is that intimidating? It's not intimidating. To me, it's just, like, nerve-wracking. Yeah. But, because some people, it might be intimidating, but to me... It just made me like really nervous, and that's what that that's what fuels me nerves so how do you push through your nerves and not crack like so especially since this is something more new for you to be the lead singer in front of all of these people now and all these people judging you literally, how do you nerves fuel you, but how do you make sure they fuel you positively and don't shut you down? like when you're in the middle of these performances? Well, I respect and accept um, the, the reasons why the nerves are there. And uh, just... You, so what, you don't, what are those reasons for you? Well, you don't overthink uh, the situation that you're in. Um, you just do it. You don't think twice. Don't doubt yourself. You just believe in yourself and just don't stress about anything because that's not needed. It's unnecessary. Nobody should um, ever stress about anything because we're still living and breathing. Now, where does that come from? That sounds like a, a faith that you have internally. Yes. Are you, are you a pretty faithful, spiritual guy? Godly guy? I am. 
How does God play a part of your life and everything you do? Well, I wouldn't be here without him. None of us would, but I just, um, I'm just very blessed and um, it just made me become closer to him. So it's like, I just learn these things as I go and it's just my, my journey in life. <clears throat> so what would you tell someone like yourself who has a, has a, a dream or has a sense that they are destined for something big? Cause you obviously had that sense or else you wouldn't have tried out for American Idol. You knew something was waiting for you. It sounds like you knew it was music. Um, what would you tell someone who's in your shoes who is say wanting to try out for American Idol or take a big jump at an opportunity? How would you, what would you say to stand out? Cause you stood out from the beginning. Like what, what were your techniques to stand out above the crowd? Because this is all of America who's trying out. Everyone is so talented. There are so many amazing people with incredible stories. What was, what did you do that made you stand out and how would you pass that on to someone else in your shoes? You know, it's not really, it's not big secret, but all you gotta do, just be yourself. That's all it is to it. Be yourself, nothing different. I mean, if you're, even if you're not trying out for American Idol, if you, you have like some kind of big opportunity <clears throat> in life, even if it means moving away from where you grew up that you love a lot or some, or around a place that you love a lot, then, and you got to go somewhere far for a good opportunity. That means it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough, but you got to do it. I mean, if that's, if you want to be like really, really not, I mean, successful. Yes. But like, it would yourself would feel complete like fulfill like, your own destiny fulfill your own like heart i guess i mean yes it's just yes yes something to to be proud of like something to be proud of when you do something for yourself yeah but my <clears throat> the reason i started music is because that's what i felt i just felt happiest doing music and I played football and baseball and did music at the same time. And I got in high school, I had to start thinking about what I was going to do uh, after high school. I was like thinking about, should I be a contractor or a plumber or electrician? If you want to be, if, I mean, you can be that. I mean, if you're happy doing that kind of stuff, I mean, I know a lot of people that love doing their jobs like that. My dad's a contractor. My brother, he does flooring and everything, so... I mean, music was my calling, and that's the way I went. I mean, go for it. And it's scary. How do you know in your gut when to make a move? Like, how, like as you said, like, if you feel like you have an opportunity, but it's scary, and it might take you out of your comfort zone, how do you know when to do that? Like, Because sometimes if it's like you get opportunities, but it doesn't feel like the right opportunity, and then other times opportunities show up, and you're like, I have to do this. What does that feel like to you when you know you have to do something? Well, I think, I think it's more about um, you try, try new things and, and, and just, yeah, just try new things. Um, don't, be, don't be afraid of failure because failure uh, produces success. And 
you got to, life's all about trial and error. And that's just something that's always going to be there. You, you, maybe you don't know if this is what you want to do, but you'll find out. And when you find out, then you can do something else. I love that. I want to talk about your music, but I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you learned from your American Idol experience. Like what did you learn from performing on a big stage like that in front of millions of people? What did you learn about yourself? Well, being up on that stage, um, during the live performances and everything, it was, it was crazy, overwhelming production, confetti, just huge production. I mean, lights. in my head, yes, lights everywhere. And I mean, it was like overwhelming. And in my head, I, I really couldn't think. It was just like, I'm doing this right now. It's crazy. Like, did you blank out? Did you ever like blank out and be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot the words. I forgot how to breathe. I forgot how to move. Well, I didn't forget the words. It was just crazy. I got lucky. We didn't have a teleprompter. We didn't have a teleprompter. So we had to remember the words, but that was, that's something I didn't want to worry about. I was just like, don't think about it. Don't think about the words. Just don't stretch it out. But it was just blank. My mom was blank. That's why I barely remember anything. Every, every, <laughs> yeah. every time I sang, I, got, I walked off the stage. And what just happened? Right. Contestants, everything. And they're like, you did good. I was like, did I? Because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what did that teach you, though? What did you learn about yourself in the middle of all that? Well, I just learned that... Uh, you just believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And I mean, that's all I got to say about it. Just, believe. just show up really. Yeah. Do what, do you, do you. And um, if you fail, you fail and get back up. Were you, were, were you thinking about winning the whole time or were you just thinking about just the next day, the next step? Well, I was just having fun. Yeah, I would. I wasn't thinking about winning. I didn't even think I was gonna win or anything. I had. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody was probably gonna want to win, but us as contestants, we always talked about it. We were like, even if we don't win, it's we got to go through all this cool experience with with Idol and. I was just basically felt like I was just there. I don't know. It's that's the kind of feeling I have. If you want me to be honest, like I was just, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a blur, but yeah, you were just there. Like you were just in this, all of a sudden this new vortex of an experience that like yeah. is probably so different than anything you've ever experienced in your life. And it's probably so much to process at once that it's almost like you're just witnessing it, you know? What does that mean? But uh, I tried not, like, I, at all. I tried not to process anything until, like, after the show's over. I slowly processed stuff because it was so much stuff. But it's hard to process it. You just got to accept it happened, you know? I just, I still can't believe I won. 
with your processing, what do you do when you process? Do you like start back at the beginning of the night and like go through the whole thing in your mind again? Yeah, I'll just, I'll start at the beginning of it all. And I'll just like slowly dissect every memory and experience I had and all the people I met, everything. And it's like, you start remembering stuff. It's like, whoa, can't believe you did that. Can't believe you did that. What did you learn from some of these legendary judges that were watching you perform every time? What did they teach you? What did you learn from their, from, from them, from their journeys, from their advice that they gave you? Um, I don't know, like, all of it, but I know they, they told us stuff all the time, and, and I'm probably, I mean, they told us stuff all the time, and I just, I remember Lionel telling us, <clears throat> they all told us, don't give up. I mean, that's something everybody should live by. I mean, keep getting back up. Be you is what Katie always said. Mm-hmm. And then Luke just said, be you and, and do what you do. He knew you were going to win from the beginning. He called it. He, <laughs> had, he had his eye on you from the start. So you put out some music, which I think is so amazing and super reflective of who it seems that you are from just a person perspective. It's a lot about like your hometown, um, Tiny Town, which I love. That one is so good. You have a music video for that. And then The Ground I Grew Up On, I know you just put out a music video for. But I love Tiny Town. Like one of the lines that stood out to me, I don't know if I'm going to say it perfectly, was like you don't necessarily go to restaurants because everyone's doing their own cooking and it just made me feel like you lived, you grew up in a place that had a big sense of community and um, everyone was very capable and it just felt like you look out for each other, but yet it's like, I don't know, hardworking American people just living a really great life and really having some good values. Yeah. <clears throat> simple it's just simple it's not it's nothing to nothing to think about you just live a simple just old-fashioned raised life and um yeah it's, i know what line you're talking about you're talking about don't eat out because they all cook yeah no i mean that's that's a really golden line michael wrote i mean i don't know what to say it's it's really crazy are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. What's it like growing up living, like you said, nothing to think about, just a simple life? What is that? What what is that like? How does what does that create in you as far as the way you view the world, the way you view yourself? Like what living that simple life and having those values and those core truths that you've grown up with, like how does that affect you as a person? Like I I just with me, I just live life simple. I do things simple. I don't know. I mean, there's not much to say about it besides just... Does that create peace within you living simply? Yes, for sure. Overthinking is unnecessary, I think. I agree. Do you kind of let life just flow the way it flows or... Yes. Are you actively pursuing the next, the next, the next? Or are you just sort of letting it be? I'm just letting it flow and... uh I'm just letting it just flow because it's going to happen anyway. Like the next day is going to happen. It's going to go by. Nothing you can do about it. You just keep on going. And if you want to slow the flow down, then I guess you can. Um, but life is crazy. I mean, I don't know what to say. So run through your new songs. Run through the songs that you put out. Tell me the list of them and then kind of give me a little description about them and what they mean to me, what they mean to you. Starting from which one? Um, didn't you just put out like a five-song EP? It's like Tiny Town or Tiny Town, uh, the other LA, the ground I grew up on. Um, oh, okay. Um, Let There Be Country um, was written by Jason Affable and Steve Mockler. Is it Mockler? Mockler. 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 And um, that song, I, I heard it as a demo. I was like, that's a cool rocking country song. So I was like, let's record that one. And then Brandon I grew up on. I love that. Brandon Kenny wrote that one. I love Brandon Kenny. Him and Josh. Was it just Brandon or was it him and no, Josh Thompson? Yeah, yeah. Josh Thompson too. He's so great. Yes. And when I heard that song, I was like, wow. It's kind of like Tiny Town. kind of related uh, back home for me. But we shot that music video right before quarantine happened, right before it started and everybody – I mean, it got crazy, but, um, yeah, I mean, that song, I got to shoot my first music video with that song at home in the swamp where we got to go. We did things that I grew up doing and I still do to this day. So that probably meant a lot to you to document your life like that in this song. Family and friends were with me, everything. 
my dad just swung the door open. <laughs> office in Nashville. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, and um, Tiny Town. Um, we talked about that. Michael Tyler wrote that one. Mm -hmm. I love that one. That was great. Very relatable song to where I'm from, and hopefully it's relatable to a lot more people out there. The other L.A. I think is cool because you're from the other L.A. Everyone thinks of L.A. like Los Angeles, California, but you're like, no, this is Louisiana. <laughs> yep. Um, when I was out in California for the, my time in Idol, on Idol, I was there for about seven or eight weeks. And finally, I got to go home for the um, top three hometown video or whatever, where we went home, <clears throat> had a big parade. <clears throat> And stuff. I'm sorry. Okay. And also, right before quarantine, I wrote this song with Andy Sheridan, uh, Eric Dillon, and Dan Isbell. And I came in with the idea because I thought of it when I was in California. Wrote it down in my notes, pulled it out at the songwrite. I was like, "What y'all think about other LA?" And I explained it, and they were like, "Yeah, let's let's run with that idea." And then we, st we started playing with it. And I told them, I said, when you fly in to New Orleans, you fly over the poncho train, across it, or you at least see it. Um, so that's where that line came from. And then Rodeo Drive, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when me and my dad got to California, I seen the sign, and I, was, I said Rodeo, when me and my dad both did. And the Uber driver's like, that's Rodeo. Rodeo. Like, okay, I get it. That's that street I've heard about. <clears throat> That's where that came from. But that song's, I wrote that one, and I'm uh, really, really proud of it. And yeah, and please come on for Christmas. That's how, that, so you just put out a Christmas song, and that's exciting. How's that? That one's awesome. Uh, Don Henley, I mean, the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Uh, big inspiration. Class Rock is a big inspiration for me. And uh, that specific version is the one I wanted to kind of uh, reflect from, so, yeah. The Eagles, are the Eagles big influences on you? The Eagles, Steve Miller Band, Austin Journey, Pearl Jam, Little Richard, all kind of people. So you grew up listening to some classic music, because you're not that old. What are you, 18, 19? I just turned 20. 20, okay, because I know you entered when you were 17, but that, so you want to, okay, so you just turned 20. So you have some strong influences of some legendary music. Was that how your, did your parents have that playing in the household? Um, well, my dad played um, on the radio in the truck sometimes, and finally I started doing my, my musical research when I was a kid, and I was just playing these records, these old vinyl records on this old, um, record player we had. My dad had these old, old like collection like in the attic of um, all these people, Rod Stewart and, and just like all like Jimi Hendrix and uh, Brian Adams and all them. And I'd always listen to it uh, every day. I, I'd just listen to it and be amazed every time I heard a song because it. I mean, at the time when I was a kid, I mean, music was good, but I, for some reason, I was drawn to that kind of music, and I still am. I still am. I mean, I like, I like country and stuff, but, I mean, that was my favorite. 
Well, you can hear it in your voice too. You have so much soul in your voice. And I'm sure you heard that all the time, but you just have like such a, a powerful, raspy, soulful voice that comes out of you. And it feels old school a little bit, you know, it feels a little bit like before this generation that we're in. I think that's so cool that you have so many musical influences that date back even before your time. I think that's awesome. And I'm with you. I love that older stuff, like the rock and roll and just like classic. It's, it's just amazing. So, okay. So new music coming out, where can everyone find your songs? Where can they find your music? Where can they find your Christmas song? Uh, well, you can find it on my social media. You go to lanehardymusic.com and uh, you can click um, the music tab and, and check out all my songs. You can go on Apple Music, you can type in Lane Hardy and go to my artist profile and all my songs should be there. If not, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have some virtual shows coming up too, right? I do. I have some uh, virtual shows coming up and I'm doing a show in November, late November, at Leeds in Leeds, Alabama, at a drive-in. It's a drive-in. fun! Yeah. So that'll be your first drive-in show. First ever. What are you looking forward to about it? I just—it's gonna be really cool and like old school. It'll be nice to play for some fans too. I'm sure. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Okay, so is this? Are you playing by yourself? Will you be playing with someone else? Is it to promote your new music? I'll be playing with my band from back home cool that'll be so fun okay so everyone and we said Leeds Alabama Leeds Alabama okay are you doing any virtual shows coming up where people can find out about them yeah I'm doing some virtual shows. you can I think they're on my website too you can okay. find um, the dates um, or on my Facebook page you can find all the dates for my virtual tours okay awesome um, what was it like when they said, Lane Hardy, you are the next American Idol? Uh, that's a hard question. I mean, it was like, I was at like a loss of emotion. I didn't know what to feel, how to feel, what to do. I just stood there and was like, I was like just walking around like, what just happened? It felt like a dream. It was, it was like a whirlwind. How has life changed for you since becoming the American Idol winner? Um, my life has changed, but I'm still the same person I was before. Uh, my life has just been, more people know, know me now, <clears throat> and um, I'm just excited that I get to share my journey with the my fans the people that got me here I'm, i get to share my life with all these people uh my fans so was there really one was there one moment that you've had that you've experienced since being on this journey where you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i just got to do that or i can't believe i just got to meet that person was there like a moment that like took your breath away all of it <laughs> all of it has uh, just every single every every single thing I get to do, I'm just really really appreciative of it. Appreciative of it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think any. I mean, besides, I mean, meeting Uncle Jesse was pretty cool. John Stamos, I played. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I played at the Capital Four um, event last year at the in Washington D.C. and he was the host and he introduced me and I walked through the chairs and I got on the stage, this huge stage with the National Symphony Orchestra, played Johnny B. Good, and went and got on these stairs, sang um, God Bless America with Lee Bryce right behind me, and then like Sesame Street, Big Bird, everything. It was crazy. <laughs> That's quite a lineup. Cannons, boom, going off. I don't know. It was, felt like I was, I was in a dream. Are you like, is this real life? There's so much happening. That's just crazy. Wow, that I mean, that's a lot. This is a lot to this is a lot to process and take in. I think, it is. I think I, you're doing an amazing job of just like receiving it all and just being in the moment. Yeah, I just try not to. Uh, I try not to to process it at the time. I'm like, <laughs> okay, put this over here, save it for later, then freak out. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good advice. Um, is there anything else we need to know, to know, Lane? Like anything we need to know musically, performance-wise, to keep us up to speed with everything happening? I just want to make sure I got all the good information. I think that's about it. So um, music on your website, virtual shows on your website. You got your first drive-in coming up. And um, any tips for surviving coronavirus? Like how are you staying sane these days? Because it's just such a weird time to, to be alive. Well... Uh, I'm just doing my hobbies. <laughs> what are your hobbies? Oh, you built uh, like this massive chicken coop. Is that a house or is that for your chickens? It's not really, we're calling it a chicken coop, but it's a studio. It's so cool. You built that yourself. It's like this elevated house that looks like this amazing little retreat. Yeah. Um, me and my buddy, Nick Odom and my dad, one day I was like, let's build something 10 foot off the ground. <laughs> so we had these big like telephone poles, these uh, pilots and we drilled holes three foot, four foot in the ground. We put 15 of them with our hands in there and we cemented them in there and we built, um, what's that called again? I forgot what it's called, but what, joist, floor joist, I guess, or like just the foundation of it up there. And we made like a really cool barn looking thing. We cut on the porch, the front and back porch of it. We went out in the yard, cut down a pine tree, shaved off the bark of the pine tree, put them on the front of the uh, porches for the stands. It looks so cool. It's called a chicken coop. Is that <laughs> such an accomplishment to say like I built this? It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Like, um, I'm excited to get it ready. Uh, that way I can start doing demos and make it. It's going to be, it's going to be called the chicken coop. That's the studio. You got a lot of talents, Lane. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. I always like to wrap up with one question, which is leave your light, which is basically, basically what do you want people to know? Just what do you want to tell people? <clears throat> uh, I just want to say, uh, thank you. Um, for being supportive of me, and if it wasn't for you behind the camera, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be me right now. Like I wouldn't have all this right now. So you are great. I'm your biggest fan. Oh man, 
Well, I'm sure your fans receive that, and that's such an amazing attitude to have, attitude of gratitude always. So good luck on all of your musical endeavors and every other amazing hobby and skill that you have, like building chicken coops. Good luck with all of that. We will all be following your journey. And thank you so much for joining us here on Nashville Insider, talking about your career. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye, Lang. Bye. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.